thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you for the privilege we have of being able to come together to study, to fellowship around your word. I make it known this morning that I'm not trusting or depending on my limited human abilities, but I'm trusting on you, Holy Spirit, because you are the most qualified teacher. Therefore, I declare that your word will flow accurately with power and authority, unhindered and distracted by any demonic forces in Jesus' name. Mighty God, I declare that the enemy will not win in his attempt to steal the word. And I declare that this word will transform your people, impact them, and change their lives in the name of Jesus. And we'll be careful to give you alone the praise, the honor, and the glory for all that will be accomplished through your word in this morning's service in Jesus' mighty name. And we declare that here at GWCFC, we are not only hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, family. Come on, turn to two people and say, I'm ready to receive the word of God. All right, and you may be seated. They are still continuing to punish me with this handheld mic. They still refuse with my lapel, so if you feel that my, uh, my teaching, preaching this morning lacks a bit of anointing, blame this thing here. Amen? But in Jesus' name it won't. Amen? All right, quickly, let's jump into the word. Last week, we had a great time in the word. Amen? How many of you guys enjoyed the word last week? Don't lift up your hand if you were not at church. All right. Um, give me First Corinthians one eighteen. First Corinthians one eighteen, and then we're going to look at twenty five afterwards. So verse eighteen, and then verse twenty five. First Corinthians one verse eighteen, and after that we're going to look at twenty five. Let's look at. One or two scriptures we, we touched on yesterday. Uh, we're still on the same topic, living by the Spirit. Amen? Say, living by the Spirit. All right. Now, we read the scripture here. It says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the what? Power of God. Say, the message of the cross is the power of God. Amen. But to those who are perishing, it is foolishness. Can you see that? Who are those that are perishing? Who are those? Those that do not know God. Amen. Who are those that do not know God? Because everybody knows God. If you say, do you know God? Yeah, I know God. He lives up there. You know? Who are those that don't know God? Those, that, those are the ones that are without the life of God in them. They are not born into God. They are born into this world, but they are not born into God. The life of God does not live in them. They do not have the Spirit of God dwelling in the inside of them. Amen? 
those are the ones that are perishing. The word perish means destroyed, being destroyed. Amen. There's another scripture uh, in, in Corinthians 4.4. 4. Is it first or second? 4.4. 4. Can you put it on the screen? First uh, Corinthians or second Corinthians 4.4. 4. Is it second? Second Corinthians 4.4. 4. Let's so it talks about perishing as well. It says, go to three, go to three. Um, the Bible, it says here, but even if our gospel is veiled, this veiled means hidden, you know, like a bride. We've got two Christmas trees. Where's the second one? Where's uh, Mrs. Douglas? Where's the second one? Please get my other Christmas tree. I want it here to next week. It must be here. Amen. Where's Mrs. Douglas? Where's your wife? She's not feeling well. Please. This is the second person I'm hearing that they are not at church today because they're not feeling well. Tell them I'm anointed to make those that feel well. The blanket won't make them feel better. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, a young man came to me last week. Where is he? Oh, there we go. There we go. And he told me his name. Elijah, ne? Elijah, Elijah. Elijah came to me last week. Huh? Esaiah, Esaiah. Came to me last week. Caught me, you know, when I was off the pulpit. And then he said to me, no, he caught me over there. He said, comes to me and says, Pastor, my shoulder is, is in pain. I'm like, this man, I just stepped from the pulpit. That's where I'm most anointed. Untola, <laughs> whereby the anointing has dried up, you know. So I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, let me talk to the visitors quickly and I'll see you afterwards. So he comes. I thought you'll forget. <laughs> Clearly the pain, the pain was so severe. He comes and everybody, I waited for everybody to go out, you know. Yeah, it's scriptural. The Bible says after Jesus, after everyone, he, after he chased everyone out, he locked the door. So it was just the two of us. And I prayed. I did not feel the presence of God. I did not feel goosebumps. I did not feel anything. I just prayed. It was just dry. I asked him before. I said, how, how bad is your pain? He says, no, it's very bad. Can you feel it? He's like, yeah. You know, between 10, uh, 1 and 10, he says, no, it's about a 7, 8. I'm like, are you serious? Prayed. I'm like, ah, I'll go the And then I said, check the pain. Ah, oh, pastor, it's gone. I did not feel anything. <laughs> I'm like, listen, you, are, you, you have every right to tell me that the pain is still there. Uh-uh, I sometimes you want to feel something. Uh, and there's a deception. The devil tells you that when you don't feel something, something, nothing is happening. Uh-uh. Feeling something is not proof that something is happening. Because if you want to feel something to, you know, to know that something is happening, then you are not, you are not moved by faith. You are moved by feelings. Feelings are an indication to you that something is happening. No, our faith is not on how we feel. Our faith is on what the word of God says. The Bible says if you lay hands on the sick, the sick will recover regardless of how you feel. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So let's not depend on feelings. All right. So it says that even if our gospel is built. Oh, yes. I was talking about people that are sick. If you don't feel well, come to church. Do you know how many times I preach to you not being 100%? Come to church. Unless if you really, you can't get out of bed. But if you can get out of bed, get out of bed, come here. This is where healing is. Now you guys trust hospitals more than you trust the presence of God. 
This is where healing is, man. Sometimes you'll even get healed during worship. During worship, as you're just worshiping God, God just touches you. Don't even need hands to be laid on you sometimes. Let's be doers of the word. I mean, I SMS people, I'm like, where are you? I'm not feeling well. As if it's an understandable excuse. I don't take that kind of excuse. Come to church. Imagine telling God, Lord, I can't go preach. I'm not feeling well. I kick my feelings of not feeling well aside and I come and do what God expects me to do. Amen? God can trust me even while I'm not feeling well. I'll still show up. Unless I really can't get out of bed. Okay. Ask this. But even if our gospel is hidden, veiled, like, you know, the bride that was veiled, you know, it is veiled, it is hidden to those who are perishing. The gospel is hidden to those who are getting destroyed. Continue. Those who are perishing, their minds, the God of this age. Who's the God of this age? The devil, right? Their minds, the devil has blinded. Why? Because they do not believe unless the light of the gospel, and I'm talking about living in the light today, unless the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God, should shine on them. This is their only hope. Their hope is that the light of the gospel should shine on them. As long as the light of the gospel is not shining on them, they will remain blinded. They will remain perishing. Are we together? What brought me here? Hmm? I was doing a recap. This recap is taking long now. All right, go to verse 25. Verse 25, not of this, of 1 Corinthians 1. 1 Corinthians 1, 25. I was doing a recap from last week. 1 Corinthians 1, 25. Uh, remember, in verse 18, it says, the message of, of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Yes, I was talking about the word perishing. I wanted to show you Another scripture that talks about perishing. Uh, The previous scripture says the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are what? Perishing. But to us, it is the power of God. Amen. And then here it says, because the foolishness of God is wiser than man. And the weakness of God is stronger than man. Can you believe it? What man considers weak to God is strong. What man considers foolishness to God is wise. Amen? And, and, and we went on deep to scriptures that talks about how even that our calling, you know, is that on the same verse? Continue, verse 26, let's see. That talks even our, about our calling. Next verse. Yes. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh. Not many mighty according to the flesh. Not many noble according to the flesh are called. So, so, so people can look wise or sound wise. They can look mighty and noble according to the flesh. But God says your calling is not about those things. Amen? Your calling is not about those things. 
Remember, I spoke about the story about a prophet, Prophet Samuel, who was assigned to go and choose a king that God has chosen for himself because Saul had, had been rejected by God. And, and he went into, he went to uh, uh, Jesse's house, the house of Jesse, and then he had his sons there, and he made them line up and everything, and then he went through each and every one of them, but God kept on saying, no, I rejected this one, I rejected this one, I rejected this one, until, you know, there was no more son left. And then he asked Jesse, he says, is, is this, are these all your sons? Is there any other son that you have? He said, yeah, there's this shepherd boy He's out there looking out in the field doing, you know, looking after cattle and stuff like that. He says, no, bring him here. We will not finish until he comes. And then when he got there, the Lord says, that's the one. This is the one that I've chosen. But if you look at you know, what was happening when he was going through the other sons. The Bible talks about this one was handsome. This one, you know, he looked like his wise probably. He looked like, you know, I'm just eating my own things there. He had good, you know, uh, 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 physique and everything. He looked like he could be the one God has chosen. You know, they've got all these other outward uh, uh, appearances that if you look at them, you will think that they are the ones. But God said, I rejected all of them. But the one who did not look anything on the outside like the one that God has called, God said, that's the one that I called. And then there's a scripture right there that says, because God does not look at the outside, God looks at the heart. But you and I, we judge from the outside, right? Hello? We, we look on the outside, but God looks at the heart. God looks at the heart. So he says here that even your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, just because you sound like you've got wisdom and you've got knowledge of things of this world and you, you are you know, informed and you can reason and you can you know, do all those kind of things, not, not because you've got that wisdom of the flesh, and not because you are mighty in the things of the flesh. No. And then it says, continue. It says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. So in other words, God has, 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 has used things that the world consider foolish so that when the world that considers you foolish and considers you weak and considers you nothing, they become shameful when they see the great things that God does through whatever they despised. Hello? Like, how can he, without education, without qualification, without money, without all those kind of things that the world considers great, how can they be used by God so well and they become shameful. It says, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Continue. And the base things of the world, hmm? and the things which are despised by the world, God has chosen. And the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, to bring to nothing those things that declare themselves as wise, as mighty, as noble. All right. That is last week. That's what we were talking about last week. Oh my goodness, my time is gone. All right. Come with me quickly. We've got some good teachings today. 
Ephesians 5, verse 8. Now, we, we, we're still talking about walking in the Spirit, all right? Walking in the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, please. Ephesians 5, verse 8. Are you there? All right. Now, let's look at what the Word says here. Verse 8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light. In the Lord. Then it says, walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Verse 10 says, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Alright, let's go back to verse 8. It says here, for you were once darkness. How many of you guys know that you were once darkness? What does that mean? That means you were once led and walking in darkness. Darkness was leading you. Darkness was how you walked. Darkness was how you spoke. Darkness was how you thought. Darkness was how you conducted yourself. Everything about you was darkness. When? When were you darkness? Before Jesus came into your life. So it says, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You are no longer darkness, you are now what? Light in the Lord. So since you are light, he says, walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. It's good to see Huitzioni in the house, Amen. Everybody say, hello, Huitzi. We missed you. Uh, Why missed you is going down. We missed you. We love you. Welcome home. Don't you dare stay away again. In the name of Jesus. All right, where are we? Huitzi only just disturbed us. You were once darkness, but now you are light. All right? And then it goes on to say in verse 10. Verse 10. Verse 10. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. So the way we walk, we must walk in such a way that is acceptable to the Lord. So whatever it is that we do in our lives, we need to find out what is acceptable to the Lord. How do you do that? It's very simple. Whatever you are about to do, whatever you are about to say, Ask yourself the question, is this acceptable to the Lord? But Pastor Abi, how will I know if it's acceptable to the Lord? The Word, the Word, the Bible is your guide. The Word will inform you whether that which you want to do is acceptable to the Lord or not. And what if it's not acceptable to the Lord? Then have no business with it. If it's not acceptable by the Lord, don't do it. Hello? Talk to me, please. So we are children. Say, I'm a child of the light. We are children of the light. So we are walking in the light. Verse 11 says, verse 11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Say this. Say, the works of darkness are unfruitful. They are not beneficial. The works of darkness 
do not benefit me. Hello? So they are unfruitful. They are not beneficial. They are not productive. He says, have no fellowship with them. Have no fellowship. Don't fellowship with them. Don't hang around them. Hello? Don't buddy-buddy with them. Have no fellowship with them. You see, the disciples had fellowship with Jesus. They had fellowship with the light. And when you are in fellowship with the light, whatever that is not of light must be exposed. It's so unfortunate that we have actually have developed, we've become comfortable with things of darkness. As children of light, we have accepted things of darkness. They, they, they no longer make us feel somehow because we have accepted them. So even those that are in darkness, they cannot identify those that are in light because those that are in light, they just look like them. We just, we are in the light, but we look like the darkness. The darkness. Look at, look at 1 John. 1 John 1, 5. 1 John 1, 5. 1 John 1, 5. Are you there? It says here, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. God is what? Light. And in him there is no darkness. So if he says we are children of light, that means we are children of God. As he says we must walk as children of light, that means we must walk as children of God. And he says there is no darkness in God. In other words, there should be no darkness in you and I. There must not be darkness. And then he says, you know, I don't know what's up with Christians. They like to say, don't judge me, don't judge me. That's not scriptural. Scripture encourages you to judge. Scripture encourages you to judge. This don't judge me, it's not coming from the word. It's people that are trying to hide behind whatever that you are judging and trying to make you feel guilty by exposing them. To expose, go back to the scripture that I just read. Is that the one? That talks about expose them. It's the last one, the last one. Ephesians 5. Go back to Ephesians 5. Go back there, please, quickly. 5 what? 5, 11. Okay, the next one. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Is this not judging? Uh, is this not judging according to the world? If you expose the unfruitful works of darkness, won't they accuse you of judging them? The Bible says I must expose your darkness. 
We can judge. Yes, girl, judge. Why are you talking to the children of God like you are the child of the devil? Pastor, you are judging me. Yes, I am. Foot him and I'm even more qualified to judge you. Yes. Hello. The Bible says if you are a child of the light, expose. Now, 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 who do you expose? You expose the children of light that are walking in darkness. You. You are also light as they are supposed to be light. You've got every right to expose their darkness because they're not supposed to be walking in darkness. They're supposed to be walking in the light. But I'm not saying have an attitude whereby now you, you, you walk around looking at people's faults. Fault-finding kind of attitude. No. And even when you're exposing, we expose those things, there's a manner in which you do it. Amen? You do it in love. You don't do it to break them. You do it to help them. Amen? You do it in such a way that when they leave your presence, they are convicted, not condemned. But if they are condemned, then you've just helped the devil destroy a child of the light. Are you with me? So when you correct people, you do it in love. Amen? Do it in love. You do it nicely. But sometimes when you're like me and you're the father, you can, you're allowed to be a little bit aggressive. Hey! I've got the right to do that because I'm the father, right? Yeah. Amen? And you're supposed to receive it when you get correction from me like that. Hello? Okay, there's not, not a lot of amens there. So, so I get it. I get it. Because you guys always want me to be nice. All right, let's go back to First John 1 5. First John 1 5, go back there. Uh, this is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him, in him there's no darkness. Go to Colossians 1.13. Uh, before that, uh, yes, Colossians 1.12, 12 and 13. Look at this. Colossians 1.12, 12 and 13. Say, so I'm a child of the light. I've got no interest with the unfruitful works of darkness. I walk in the spirit. I'm led by the spirit. All right. He has delivered us. Who is he? All right. Jesus, God, has delivered us from the power of 12. Can I have 12? 12. 12 first. He says, giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Where? Where? You know that song that says, Walking in the light, following my Savior, Jesus, never let you go, created in his image, living in the promise of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, never let me go. Okay, I will go on Chapella drum. Amen. Walking in the light, following my Savior, Jesus, never let me go. He never lets me go. I've tried to backslide. He still went after me. 
I've tried to complain and scream and shout. He still went after me. He never lets me go. Amen? Because I'm created in his image. Amen? All right. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. Say, I've been qualified. I'm not trying to be qualified. I've been qualified. Say, Jesus has qualified me. He says, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. To be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. Who are the saints? We are the saints. Say, I'm a saint. He says, in the light. Our Lord, if you say in the light, are there saints in the darkness? Well, I don't know. But he says we must be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Saints that are in the light. For me, it suggests to me that there may be saints, but they may not be where they're supposed to be. The ones that are in the light is the ones that Jesus is talking about. Not the ones that are saints, but they're in darkness. When they talk, they lie. They talk unforgiveness. They embrace, they are not kind. They are mean and ugly. You know there are saints like that? Because now the Jesus that I know is a loving Jesus, is a kind Jesus, is a considerate Jesus, is a selfless Jesus, is a compassionate Jesus. Amen? But then you walk around some saints and you wonder, geez, it's like they've been baptized in lemon juice. What's up? <laughs> Hello? Say, Jesus is nice. Jesus is nice. Alright, verse 13. Verse 13. He has delivered us. Jesus has delivered us from the power of darkness. Now there is power in darkness. But we are delivered from that power, the power of darkness. Or deception of darkness. And conveyed us, or translated us. Into the kingdom of the son of his love. We are translated, delivered into the kingdom of light or the kingdom of his son. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 5. Say this to me. Say, I've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 5. We're talking about... Walking in the light. Walking in the light. Let's look, look at what the Bible says. You are all sons of the light. Now, is this word sons referring to only males? It's not, it's not referring to males, right? All ladies say. Ladies say, I'm a son of the light. Amen. Right. So, sonship is not gender. Sonship is maturity in the things of the spirit. All right? Um, so you are all sons of the light and sons of the day. So there are others that are sons of darkness and sons of the night. <laughs> Where now you are a son of the light and a son of the day. Who are sons of darkness and sons of the night. But can this indoors as a soup? Amen. 
Emnyamet, Ilazantalakod. Amen. They love things of the night. They do not like things of the day. They are sleeping right now. When we go to sleep, by a book. You see, we are having fun. Look, 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 look at all these lights. We are children of light. Huh? Look at all these lights around that are making us shine brighter, that are making us blossom. Uh-uh. Please switch off the light. Switch off the light. Someone switch off the light there. They don't like things of, things of the things of the switch of the batanda maguso maguso afuti not this lights everything must be black dark 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 they like that because their father operates in the darkness they are off their father the devil and they are operating in the things of darkness amen but tena standa maguso standa maguso how nyenze nmanje Please switch on the light. Switch on the light, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There we go. Otherwise, fundus. We bump it the whole sermon. Oh, Mama, hello, massage. That light. <laughs> that light that I was balancing for the pastor. First Thessalonians chapter 5. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. Say, I'm a son of the light. I'm a son of the day. He says, we are not of the night nor of darkness. Say, I'm not of the night. And I'm not of darkness. I'm a child of the light. Now, to walk in the light, if you want to write, is, I wrote this. To walk in the light is to walk in the truth. Is to live a life of the truth. It means, to walk in the light, it means to live a life governed by the word of God. Is to live a life guided by the spirit of God. It's walking, walking in the light means daily we bring our thoughts and actions under the obedience of the word of God. It means we are influenced by God and remain connected to God. Fellowshipping in the light means we are connected. When we fellowship with God, we remain connected with God. When we fellowship with the things of light, we remain connected to the light. Pastor Makotlowin saying, Oh. Are you with me, family? Let me read it again. To walk in the light is to walk in the truth. To walk in the light is to live a life of truth. It means to live a life governed by the word of God. Is to live a life guided by the spirit of God. Walking in the light means daily we bring our thoughts and actions under the obedience of the word of God. It means we are influenced by God and we remain in fellowship, we remain connected to God. Listen here. It is pointless to pray hours and hours every day and read the Bible every day, but you never show that in your life. The word of God changes us. There's no way 
Listen, when, when I get to the word of God, it's either I get corrected, I get rebuked, or I'll get encouraged in order to grow. But all of those things are to grow me. I get corrected in order for me to grow. I get rebuked in order for me to grow. I get encouraged in order for me to grow. But believers don't like the other ones. They only want being encouraged. They hate being corrected. But the Bible tells me that God corrects those that he loves. In fact, I promise you, I love it when God corrects me more than I love it when he encourages me. I can actually encourage myself. I've got enough word to encourage myself. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. I know how to encourage myself in the word. I've got enough word in me to allow your discouragement to me win or succeed more than the word I have in me to encourage myself. Are you with me? But what I lack is correction. So when the Lord corrects me or my spiritual authorities correct me, I love it. I don't despise it. I promise you, I love it. I've got no attitude about it. It can hurt. It will hurt. It will pinch. But I welcome it. And I don't question it. And I don't reject it. And I don't say they don't know what they're talking about. I welcome it. Because it's God's way of growing me. Become a lover of correction. Become sons. Embraces correction. Mature believers welcomes correction. And in fact, you must come to a point where the Spirit of God himself is able to correct you. I, I, I've been corrected big time this week, I can tell you. I wish I could tell you, but I can't. But the Spirit of God has corrected me big time this week. He will even correct you in your relationship with your spouse. He will tell you, that's not how you treat my child. Hello? That's not, that's not how you behave. Doesn't matter how bad it is, that does not give you the right to behave in whatever way. And when you and I promise it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy Those that are married say amen. amen. It's not an easy thing. Because what point is there for you to do good only when good is done to you? You're not different from someone in the world. They also do the same. People in the world, they do good where they are done good. But we, children of light, we do good where we are done wrong or we are done bad. We do good. Hello? All right, where are we? Now, 1 John 1 verse 6. First John 1 verse 6. You're going to love this. I got some revelation here. First John 1 verse 6. Is that where we are? He says, if we say that we are, if we say that we have fellowship with him, in other words, if we say that we are connected to him, 
If we say that we have fellowship, how do you guys say that you have fellowship with him? Say, I have fellowship with Jesus. I have fellowship with the Lord. So he says, if, you, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not practice the truth. Uh, give attention to that word, that word practice. Say practice. All right, we'll get to practice. If we say we have fellowship with God, a lot of people say, I know God. I have fellowship with God. I have a prayer life. I read the Bible. Those are things that people that have fellowship with God do, right? Those are things that they practice. So he says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness... Now, when we walk in darkness, it, that means whatever we do does not reflect the truth that we say we live in. Whatever that we say does not sound like the truth that we say we live by. Our thoughts are not influenced by the truth. They are not influenced by the light. Uh, 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 we can't even show kindness. Are you with me? We walk in hatred and unforgiveness. Yet we say we have fellowship with him. If we say we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie. We lie and we do not practice the truth. We do not do what? Practice the truth. Verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another. I used to think this fellowship with one another means my fellowship with you and me. Ah, it's referring to fellowship with him. If we walk in the light as he is in the light. So he's talking about me and you, and he's talking about him. So this is referring to you and him. Not you and another person. Ah, uh -uh. it's talking about you and him. If we walk... Or I can say, if I walk in the light as he is in the light. So he's talking about me and him. Can you see? So it continues to talk about two people, me and him. It says, if I walk in the light as he is in the light, I have fellowship with, we, we have fellowship with one another. Now this we is referring to this one and this one. This we, this we here. Is referring to this one and this one. We have fellowship with one another. So me and Jesus, me and God have fellowship with one another. If I walk in the light the same way as he is in the light. Now check this one goes. And if I walk in the light... The same way as it's in the light. Pastor Makot, look at this. If I walk in the light, <laughs> the same way as it's in the light. Pastor John, Pastor Linda, Pastor Nguyen, check this out. If I walk in the light, the same way as he is in the light. If I walk in the light the way he is in the light. I have fellowship with him, ain't it? Where is Tando? Went out where? To where? 
to work. Tando went to work. Oh. <laughs> Tando works for Jesus. <laughs> so I'm wondering which work. Please, check this out. If we walk in the light, hmm, some Bible schoolers are going to fight me here, but let's see. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, that means we have fellowship with one another. And because of that, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Not because I confessed my sin, not because I asked to be forgiven, just because I walk in the light. Born, along I saw this, I pushed my up, I said, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What, 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 what are you saying? I went back again. If we walk in the light, now if you read further down, you get to verse 9, it tells you that if you confess your sins. He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness if you confess your sins. But before I got to if you confess your sins, there's a better option. There's a better option for sins to be forgiven and removed and that is just walk in the light. Because when you walk in the light, you walk in Jesus. Anything, even sin of darkness, have to go when light is, has come. When, if, if we walk in the light as he oh, should now. If we walk in the light as he is in. Listen, here there is a forgiveness of sin in the scripture, but there is no confession of sin. This scripture talks about forgiveness of sin or sin being cleansed, being cleansed from you, but it does not talk about you confessing it or asking God to forgive you of it. In other words, can I take it a bit deeper? When you are walking in the light, even when you sin, you're not even aware of it because you're too exposed to the light. So because you're not aware of it, you don't get to confess it and the blood of Jesus just cleanses it on your behalf because you are so occupied with light. <laughs> You, you are so preoccupied with the light that even darkness, when it comes in, you, you take no notice of it. You take no notice of it. Are you with me? Because you live in the, you are light conscious. You've, you've got a light consciousness. You, you're not sin consciousness. You don't pay attention to sin. Because you're not, you're not walking in sin. You're not moved by sin. You're not influenced by sin. You're not, you, you're not led by the things of darkness. You are led by the light. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, see, the manner in which you walk in the light is the same way as he is in the light. You see, there, there may be a light that Pastor Abby walks in. He's not talking about that light. That one is a cheap light. <laughs> He's talking about the light that Jesus, God himself, walks in. But if Pastor Abby walks in the light that Jesus walks in, then you better follow him. Like, like Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow my light as I follow the light. So if we walk in the light as he 
in the light. So in other words, my light and his light are no difference. If I am like that, whereby my light and his light are the same, if I'm like that, that means I have fellowship with him. I am connected with him. I have fellowship with him. I, I, I'm filled with his thoughts and compassion. His character, his nature is in me because I am connected to him. I fellowship with him. I don't fellowship with darkness because when I fellowship with darkness, he's not there. He's not there. He's not a part of me. He's only a part of me when I fellowship with the light because he is the light. And when I fellowship with him, he says, he says, and we have fellowship with one another. And, you see, these are benefits. When I walk in the light just as he's in the light, benefit number one, I have fellowship with him. Benefit number two, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all sin. This gave me an answer to people that say, what if a believer sins before they die and they don't get a chance to ask God for forgiveness? What if, what if I had a quarrel with my wife and I said ugly things and I sinned against her and I, and I became the devil to my wife for whatever, I allowed anger, I allowed whatever and I stepped out of the house and the car hit me and I'm dead on the spot. Am I going to hell because I died in sin? The blood of Jesus Christ and his son cleanses me from all sin because I have fellowship with one another. Uh, where's the scripture? I think the previous verse, I said take note of the word practice. 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 If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, what kind of a person is a person that practices something? When you practice something, you don't stumble into something. When you practice something, you don't do that thing by mistake, by chance. Uh-uh. Chances don't practice. Practices don't chance. Are you with me? When you practice something, it means that is your daily walk. That, that has become a part of you. That thing, it's you and you are that thing. You practice this thing. It is your lifestyle. It is you. It, it, you practice it. Now, now soldier, soldier, he performed here two weeks ago, remember? He said to me, you know, I have not rehearsed for the past two years because I have not been, you know, ministering in his way, performing, the last two ways, two, two years. He said, I have not practiced, I have not rehearsed the last two years. And you, I, he, he comes to Joburg and I say, I want you on stage, come and do your thing. And he said to me, there's a song that I asked him to sing, the wedding song. He said, I've never sang this song for a very long time. And I said, and I started getting concerned. Then he said to me, don't worry. Why? Because he knows that this thing is in him. And he is in this thing because of the practices that he has Hello? So when he stepped here, 
He performed two years later like he did two years ago. Because it's a part of him. Those that practice driving, they will tell you, they drive without even paying attention. They don't think, when you're still learning how to drive, you're still thinking, Kunji, EP1, the car does funny things. But the more you practice driving, the more you apply driving, the more you stick into driving, driving becomes a part of you. You now drive with your phone on. You now drive having a conversation with the person next to you. You now drive greeting another car that you don't ever Okay, Because driving is a part of you. Because you practice driving. Now he says... If we walk, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. In other words, the truth is not a part of us. The truth is not a part of us. So if truth is not a part of me, then what's a part of me? A lie. If light is not a part of me, then what's a part of me? Darkness. Amen? Is this a good word? Now, when I know that... Okay, first thing. Oh, here. You know I did not see you. The Lord covered you. When I know how Pastor Nkiwane walks... And I know how he walks towards me as his pastor. And then someone else comes and he says, do you know that Pastor Nkiwana thinks this of you? That, it would be difficult for me to accept that because I know how he walks. I I, I know what he practices. Are are you with me? If someone says to me that, you know, Dininkosi says this, it would be, hard for me to accept it because I know how he walks. Now, even though he might have said it, maybe what, by whatever emotions or because we get trapped into the thing, what will happen is go back to the scripture of mine. <laughs> go back, go back. <laughs> go, go back to the scripture of Mangana. Jesus' name. There we go. Not this one, Mangana man. He, not this one. Yes, this one. Even if he does that the blood of Jesus cleanses him from all sin. So in this case, I will disregard it because I've seen more that is bigger and better than what he might have said. If they come and say, you know, your wife does not love you. Your wife does not love you because she's been complaining about you and saying stuff like that. Well, she might have fallen into the trap of complaining about me. I might have done something to make her feel in a way in which you were there to hear what she had to say from that situation. But that cannot be compared to, to, to the love, the abundance of love that I receive from her. And that abundance of love that I receive from her will be able to eliminate or cancel out the whatever complaint that you came to accuse her of thinking that you will draw me into being against her with you. You, you won't win because I, I'm too exposed to the light, too much that the light in me won't allow me 
to agree with you in the darkness that you're trying to accuse my fellow brothers and sisters with. I don't know how is it so easy for believers to believe sorts of rubbish about their pastors. You walk with a person five, ten years. They hear one thing and maybe they found me and my wife arguing. Job. And I told my wife, Nonsense. And they, they, they catch me in that act. And they tell the church, the church is empty. Because all the light I've shown them for 10 years was erased by a stumble into temptation of an argument that the devil was fueling. You know the devil can fuel the pastor too. Yeah. That's why the Bible says you strike the sheep. You strike the shepherd, the sheep scattered. So it's hard to be a pastor because I must always watch who's around before I fight even with my wife. Hey. <laughs> maybe, maybe we are in the office. We are in the office. And then we are fighting. We need to make sure the door is closed. You guys cannot hear. Because I come up and I preach, you disqualify me. Then you can't hear from God because the pastor just stumbled into the flesh. And we all stumble. That's why he says, if we do not stumble, check this out. If we do not stumble, he would not say, Mama, oh, Lord, don't do that. I'm about to close. I'm done. Mamela. Walking in the light, as he's in the light, having fellowship with him, does not mean you will never stumble into sin. That's why this... Who had, you heard me. So, because walking in the light and have fellowship in the light does not necessarily mean you are perfect. Yet you are perfect. I'll explain that. <laughs> are you with me? I, 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 am, I am not perfect, but I'm connected to him, so in him, I'm perfect. So, so don't judge me here outside of him. Judge me here in him, because sometimes I may be tempted to step outside of him for a little bit, and do things that are crazy, but I realize, hey, let me go back to where I belong. Because in Christ Jesus, I have wronged no man. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but the life I live, I live it in, in the sun. Hidden in Christ. So in Christ Jesus, I've wronged no man. You, you, you can't touch me because I'm in him. To get to me, you have to go through him. Hallelujah. Right, come on, let's give Jesus the praise. Come on, let's give Jesus the praise. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. That's the word, family. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Let's receive the offering quickly. Now, now. 
remember thank you sir upholile manje lambona uqalile manje wazibekale emuva le um oh yes um are we going to do that here or we're going to have a little meeting after I must I do it here now Laban now I'm done with my sermon eh don't say I went over time pastor thank you one I must do this now okay all right now I will do this just now let me do the offering uh we're going to receive the offering before we receive the offering yes you can uh, hand out the bags and stuff like that Bazalwan Tell the person next to you, say, Lalelo Pastor. Tell the person next to you, say, Lalelo Pastor. Tell the person next to you, Lalelo Pastor. Tell the person say, Lalelo Pastor. I want to challenge you. Mamel, come 2024, please get promoted in your giving. Yegalano niggas lumkulunkuloma five bob. Ama one rand. Ama two rand. Uh uh. Those are for the little kids. Even the little kids, you don't even give them that for sweets at school. Stop giving coins all the time. Unless if your coins, they make a hundred rand. (laughs) Or fifty rand. No, I mean it. Give like someone who's serious about investing into the house of God. Give like someone who means business about reaping a harvest. Now, if coins is all you have, don't take offense. But I'm talking about you guys that you know you can give better, but you still refuse to give better. Let's grow. You have to understand. You know, you know, you know, a seed, the power of a seed. Seed breaks cycles. Say this to me. Say seed breaks cycles. Now, now, there can be cycles of things in your life. A cycle of pain. A cycle of, 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 of sickness. A cycle of failure. A cycle of bad news. A seed breaks the power. Uh, women. Women, they know that... <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Every month, they go, a woman goes through a cycle. Am I right? Women, am I right? Ladies, every month you go into a cycle. There is something that has the power to break that cycle. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Unless there is a seed, the cycle continues. Now, that, seed, that cycle, I don't know if I should... I don't, must we call it? It is a bad cycle because it was a punishment. Okay, but it's normal now. We have accepted it. Right? Uh, but a seed breaks that cycle. W- once a seed comes in and you receive that seed, the cycle stops. Now, the same concept. Your seed can break cycles that you don't want in your life. Are you with me, family? So if you see a pattern in your life, that's a pattern that I've seen in my life. Uh-uh. 
because me I'm not attached to things I don't even care I don't take no yes it pains me the time and I let it go because I know God will bring another one but it was first my mom who said why you keep losing cars then Magolita said Naman we need to fast and pray about this thing so then I'm like I'm like this is a cycle this year only how many cars did I lose, babe? I think four. This car, this year only. The last two years, four cars I lost. I employed someone, I gave them a car. I employed someone, I gave them the car. They went with my car, they got drunk. They did not know where they parked it. <laughs> they did not know where they parked it. And we went, I went to him, where's my car? Oh, Pastor, I don't know. I don't know. Then I parked another car by a friend of mine's place, the late Pastor Sylvanas. I parked my car by his house. And one of his sister's kids who's into drugs stole it. Yeah, My wife is like, don't tell them. But I released it. Forgive them. Another one. Uh, Stan was hijacked early in the morning. The pastor wife pointed me with a gun. <laughs> now Stan's knees are already having fellowship. Now after being pointed with the gun. <laughs> Hello. These things happen. And he thought it will break our relationship. Are we still together? I still give him a car. Huh? Hello. Oh, Stan, you lost two of my cars, Wayne. <laughs> the other one, now, during celebration, he had an accident with it. He, uh, yeah, he was driving still. <laughs> the way they defend you. Stan, I want my cars in the name of Jesus. So, four cars. Focus. Huh? Which one? I even for oh another Apollo, another one. It was stolen, and they always get stolen from other people. Pastor Jakes, you know Pastor Jakes? Pastor Jakes, he he had it. He went to watch his son playing cricket. And he was using my car. While he was watching his son playing cricket. The devil was having fellowship with my car. So I lost five cars in the past, past five years. Now I bought a car now during the week that I feel the devil won't like it. <laughs> a, a, a very mini car, I'm like Nkatelo Satan. So I went to go buy a very nice nyana, nice nyana, nice nyana car. Is in the parking now. Uh, the devil, he can't take that one. He's, he's, he, he doesn't like it. So, so he doesn't like it. Don't go to the park and go look at my mini car. But what is my point? Don't, don't be attached to things. Don't hold on to things. But I need to break that cycle. And in fact, not just break that cycle. He must pay back. He must pay back with a brand new car to my wife in Jesus' name. Nonsense. Satan. 
No matter how much he attacks, I've never walked. I refuse. <laughs> God is good, amen? Praise God. But the point is, let's grow in our giving. Because seeds breaks cycles. The same way as a woman's cycle is broken by a seed. Amen? So if you, if you, if you recognize a pattern in your life, use your seed to break that. I'm going to use seed to break this pattern that I've just been made aware of. It's, it's going to break! In the name of Jesus. Praise God. I'm so cut. I'm so cut. I'm so cut. How many of you guys knew that I lost five cars? You did not even know. It won't even show. I don't even talk about it. Because Jesus is what I talk about. Not possessions. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, we're done. Oh, um, Pastor Kewan, now I don't understand what you want me to do here. I must find out from leaders their availability this December. Yes, leaders, please. Don't just leave Nje. We need to plan this thing. Because December, if you all go, the church won't run. So it's a bit careless of us not to plan this thing. Alright? So please uh, communicate if you have plans to travel. And let's look into it. Some of you guys, we might tell you, no, please don't travel because we need you. Tell Gogo to come rather. You know? Uh, we hope we don't don't have to do that. Amen. But all I'm saying is that let's communicate so that we can look at who's here, who's not here, and uh, we can see what we, what we do. Amen. Because church still has to run. Amen. That's why pastors cannot travel during December because you guys are leaving. So who will run the church? So when you come back, send me on a holiday. Oh, I'll return the Leone. All right. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Pastor Tabelo, I believe... Uh, this is your time, sir. Let's give the Lord the, the hand of applause and our wonderful pastor. Yes! Have offering bags gone already? Are they coming? Are they still coming? Can we do that as I'm speaking? And I'm going to be praying for offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done this wonderful day. Oh. <laughs> we glorify your holy name. There is nobody else like you. <laughs> As we give us this day our daily bread as we give you <laughs> what we have today. Are we done? <laughs> we say we love you Lord. <laughs> we love you Lord. There is no one like you. Yeah. We love you Lord. Yes we love you Are we done? 
say we thank you Lord we thank you in season out of season every day of our life for you we are grateful Lord we are grateful Lord are we done thank you Lord for you are our Father who art in heaven, the Lord. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you feel like you can just say that to the Lord, eh? Some people get amazed at me. I say, a song came in tongues. And I just sang in tongues. I don't know how I'm going to release that song because it's in tongues. But anyway, are we done? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for such a wonderful time in your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you, oh God, for an awesome time in your presence. We thank you for offering. God, as we have given, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate and thank you that your word says if we give, it shall be given back to us. We just did the word and we are we are waiting, God, for the harvest of what we just done, what we just did now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your, for your greatness. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Thank you for the blessing that makes us succeed. Thank you for the power, Heavenly Father, to create wealth that is upon our lives. Now take all the glory, the honor, and the praise for you deserve it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Masalani. I've been coming to you every Sunday and I've been asking you for something. Remember that? I've been asking you for something and that day has come. That day has come. Hallelujah. We decided as a church that Pastor Abby, as you were not around, we are secretly behind your back as a church decided to look at how you have been with us for the year and just to appreciate the Lord through you. Because to honor the Lord is to honor his servants. And today we decided that we want to appreciate you and Mamfundisi for being there for us. You you know, you know, I know the pain of growing without parents around. Some of the parents were there, but some of them were not around. Some of the parents were never around. So we understand sometimes the pain of having, being in a home without parents. But you have made sure that we are in a home with parents. You made sure. And every day, Every Sunday we come here, we have seen how the Lord did good for us. We saw how the Lord did good. Some of us came here, we were lost. And because of you taught us the way we stood. Some of you, we came here, we did not know what was going on with us. So, we want to appreciate you. We really thank you so much. And, and if you are a visitor, please don't rush to go because probably this might be your home, you know. So you must know that we appreciate our pastors in this place. 
we acknowledge that you know as a church we don't have we have not not we don't have we have not acknowledged that we can actually offer you an income on a month to month basis but today we decided to say we want to do something for you and mom fundisi hallelujah so there are people that you have impacted their lives in this place and i'm just going to call not all of them you know how many of you pastor ivy has impacted your life look at those hands look at those hands look at those hands if i were to call them all we're going to leave tomorrow morning you know so i'm just going to call only three only three i'm going to give them 2 minutes 2 minutes each and i hope they they're listening 2 minutes 2 minutes each because unfortunately your anointing from the swami has went down to the beard of aaron <laughs> You know, and your children, hey, can go as you go. <laughs> But we thank the Lord that two minutes is going to be what they say. So I'm going to call them one by one. Uh, actually, I'm going to call them all to stage, and then they'll speak each one after the other, because they want to appreciate you, and we just want to show you that you're doing something great in this place. So I'm going to call. One of the two ladies who are in the Florida Love Group, who I had a privilege to actually hear their full story. Today they might not tell the full story, but I had a privilege of hearing the whole story. Maybe after this they can come and see you and tell you the whole story. But today I just want them a glimpse of it, of how you impacted their life. Can we give hand of a round of applause for Sister Mukadi and Sister Cindy coming here to say? How pastor Abi impacted their life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh this is system Khadi. 2 minutes. When you when you when you are not done in 2 minutes I'm coming to take the mic. I get it now I know this one. These ones are under my 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 what 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 is it called my 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 shepherd hood or whatever the case man not shepherd hood but my leadership in the home cell <laughs> so i know them <laughs> if you're not finished in 2 minutes i'm actually i'm not a shy person but i'm very shy today <laughs> hallelujah It's not about me, it's about them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. This is so loud. Wow. Um God is good all the time. Amen. Um I'm Sister Mahadi. Um and as Pastor Tabel has already said, Pastor T, um we are appreciating our parents. Ah uh, I was glad when they said unto me let us go to the house of the Lord. I had the privilege to be invited by Pastor Abi himself. With so much humbleness, so much love, he invited me to the church. Oh, when he invited me he was driving an Uber. <laughs> I requested an Uber. 
to work. And he actually, actually I forgot a mouse at my place and I requested an Uber and he took me and we had a good conversation. He asked me, do you have a home? And I said, I'm going to some church around Rodeford, but it doesn't feel like home. I'm looking for a home. And he said, come. And he said, you'll see there's my twin there. My twin is the pastor. I said, your twin is the pastor? I said, yes. I was like, I'm coming. Um, I remember on that Sunday, he texted me. He's like, Mahad, where are you? And I said, pastor. I said, uh, I'm coming. This is my Uber driver, mind you. I don't even know he's a pastor. It's my Uber driver. When I came, I saw him and Pastor Q. And, I, and he came to me and like, yeah, you are late. And I'm like, eh, is this? Okay, I'm like waiting to see the teen, you know. <laughs> and when it came time for the word and he came, and I was like, ah, my Uber driver is the pastor. <laughs> I was touched. I felt so much love. Um, the humbleness he has, the love he has, the love they have, our pastors, it's humbling. I've felt it. I know all of you have felt it. You know, I wasn't such a, a good child. I'd run away here and there, not come to church. But... When they say a shepherd, they mean him. You know, some of you might have been, who's, like, I'm wondering, who's this Mahadi? They're always saying, hey, Mahadi, where were you? You know, at first I was like, oh, Murutu, oh, yo, Murutu, oh. You know, this pastor is always, ah, this pastor. You know, but it was love. It was love. I'm here, and I feel at home because of you, Pastor yeah, guys, I don't know. Like, um, you don't know how I feel about this church. Words cannot describe the love that I get from this church. It's, it's amazing. Like Pastor T said, some of the love we didn't even get at our homes, but we get it here. Don't stop. Don't stop. You know, the scripture in Jeremiah 3 verse 15, it says that he, God gave, you know, he gave his own. You know, he chose. You were chosen by God for this ministry. You were not chosen by us, but you were chosen by God for us. So we thank God for you and never get tired of doing good. I know my two minutes is over. <laughs> but we love you, Pastor. One of the most coolest, humblest, loving Pastor people can ever ask for. We love you guys. Wow, wow, wow. Did you hear that? I'm restarting my time. She went one minute and 50 seconds above. I'm restarting. Pause, pause. This is Sister Cindy Sahapu, and she has a few words to say. Hallelujah. Uh, I don't need any introduction. Um, uh, you know when you um, when you when you don't have a home, a spiritual home. I get we have orphans, children that don't have parents. Now we have children that don't have parents in the spirit, and that's 
that's, that's how I was. I remember it was about a year and a half ago. I'm sorry, my voice is, yes. It was about a year and a half ago, and I was going through the hardest time of my life. It was on a Wednesday. I was coming back from work, and I got off here because I would normally see there was church. Um, I think I, I messaged to go Facebook. I went to Facebook, and I looked for churches around. And I saw a church, and I looked for it, and I did not find it. For a very long time, I did not know this address. I, I would pass here, drive past here, take a taxi past here, but every time I would look for the church, I would not find it. And I don't know why. But one day, it was on a Wednesday, and we had a love group here, and I know because on that Wednesday, Pastor Ali was, was preaching. I remember the first Wednesday I came in and we were seated in a circle. And as I walked in, I sat down and we, we introduced each other. We introduced ourselves. And I was sitting next to Fifi. And I remember when I, was, I sat next to her husband. And <laughs> I sat next to her husband and she said to me, no, he's taken his mind. <laughs> and that, <laughs> I was I was sitting <laughs> and that was that was my first Wednesday and I I came in and I did not want to say anything. But I think the long and short of it is that I found healing for my soul. I was going through the hardest season of my life. And my God, I found healing for my soul. Before I found healing for any other part of my body, I found healing for my soul. And I found a place to call home. And I stopped being a spiritual orphan. And I remember how my kids would walk through that door and they would run to Pastor Abby every day. My kids looked forward to coming to church because they wanted to come and see you. And I would ask myself, why? And, and one day, I saw a father in you that my kids saw the first time they came into this church. So I want to thank God because at times when you're walking, you know, when, 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 when David says in Psalms 23 that God is my shepherd, I read on it and I wanted to understand why he would see a shepherd in God. And in the olden days, shepherds did not lead from the front. They led from the back. And that is a man I found in you, Murut. You, you lead from the back and not from the front. You sit back and let people uh, find themselves. And that's what the kind of leadership I found when I came into this church. I mean, I've gone to church. I've been born again. I don't even want to mention for the years. And I have, I have gone to churches I have met pastors, I have sat in leaderships, but I have not found a leader that leads from the back and not from the front. You, if, if you had a choice, I know this because I've seen it, if you had a choice, you would actually sit and let others do it. But because God chose you to do it, you do it. But it, it is a, the leadership in this church, the men in this church, the pastors in this church are a reflection of the men that you are. Mamfundis, you are, you are honored by God. 
but the most humble, the most amazing man. And when you see us go to him, we don't go to him for anything. We go to him because of the father and the man that he is. He is a treasure. And it will be such a disadvantage for us as a church not to see what God is doing through this man. And not to see who, what God has put in this man. So let us not. It will be such, it will be such a painful thing. To be, it will be such a painful thing to do, not to see this. We love you, Mruti. Now I love you. I love you, and we love you as a church, and we, we thank God for you. Even though we don't have enough to give to you, because we know whatever it is that we have will never match to who you are. <laughs> Let's give a round of applause as you sit down. This too. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you see, these two mfundis are part of the reason why home cell comes out late. The word that they explain, revelations that come out of those two. Bakona, there are more, there are more, but I'm just talking about those two. So, there's wonderful things that you're doing um, in our lives in Fundisi. And um, you have just had a glimpse. Now, in case you think Mfundisi is for single people, it's not for single people only, you know. Uh, I'm going to ask a couple to come and also speak for two minutes to appreciate. Mr. and Mrs. Nchona. Come on, give them a round of applause. Now, when, these are the new, the new, <laughs> new couples, or couple. Come on, let's give them a round of applause again. Thank you. Uh, good morning, family. Um, great to see everybody here. Um, it's, it's, it's probably one of the most remarkable things to hear two ladies come up and say synonymous things with you. Humility, leadership, patience, father figure. Those words resonate a lot with me as well as with my wife. For the benefit of the family, um, not so long ago, when I came to this church, I was completely broken. It was probably one of the most challenging periods of my life because I was in a fight for the love of my life. And I was completely lost. I didn't know what to do. I'd, I'd exhausted all options. Uh, to try win her back, to try get things on course. And God would orchestrate a, a, a destiny-defining moment to meet this man, the father of this house. That transferred my entire life completely. Never have I ever had a pastor, a male figure, number one, embrace me the man in which you did, Pastor Abi. The time you gave me, the patience you had, and most importantly, the bubbly personality. I mean, I always ask myself, does this man get a down day? Does he ever have a down day? 
I, I would even see him being on stage reprimanding some of the people in this house in such a loving way. And that touched me a lot. Um, he would tell you, like, test. One of the first things I asked him, I asked him to be my spiritual father. That's one of the first requests I ever asked him. Could you be my spiritual father? I need to be under your tutelage. I need to be under your leadership. In a space of four months, my wife and I are remarried. My children are remarried. So I, wa I want to thank you, sir. I want to thank you for answering your call. Because had you not answered your call, none of us here would be here. We're just a tiny glimpse of testimonies of how God has used you to transform our lives. The Bible says, he who's prepared to leave mother, father, brother, sister, will gain mother, brother, father, sister. I've gained a father in you, Pastor Abi. I've gained a brother in you. I will always, always be there, sir. And I want to thank you for answering your call, for the humility you've had. And most importantly, he opened up access to the entire church for us, to support us. Never have we had that type of love and that support, and my wife will attest to it. My children have found it home. This is home for us. So I want to thank you. And Pastor Q, I want to thank you for being by his side. I know it must be difficult for you where so many people want his attention, so many people want access to him. Thank you for your humility. Thank you for loving him. Thank you for keeping him strong because those are the things we don't think about. That when he's down, you're there. We don't see the tears. You're there to wipe them. You're there to give encouragement. We love you guys. May God continue protecting you and we'll always be here. Thank you. No, I felt that. I felt that. I also almost dropped a tear. I felt it. It's because I can relate. I can relate. Uh, I'm going to ask the father. Should I ask him to come and say? Okay, he says you can come. Come and say sir. Come. Come let's hear. <laughs> and then we're going to say two minutes. You need to run because your two minutes will start now. <laughs> you don't know. Now me be the number one. Good morning church. My name is um, Sam. I'm a Ghanaian. I've been in Florida from June, Pastor Abi. And all the time I've been passing here every morning. And when I wake up in the morning, something tells me, go to church. You are failing. You are a son of God. You are, you, you are a child of God. You are a son of God. Just go to church. Pastor Abi, you do not know I'm a son of a bishop, Reverend Sankranchi Ankara, Royal House founder. I'm a deacon in the church. You remember when I came to your church, I was having dread. But that day, you preached here, and you said a word. Do you know who you are? For the Lord to bring you into this church. I came to Florida. I was nothing. I lost my job. I played football. All the teams that I've tried, none of them are willing to give me offer. I said, okay, it's fine. Let me start my own business. I started my business. I broke down. 
I start people push me down. But through this man, I could see a light. That is why I said, we have decided to follow Jesus. We have decided to follow Jesus. We have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No, we are not turning back for the lead that you've leading us. No weapon will form against this church shall prosper. I have seen my light in this church. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But if you have faith in him, the word says without faith, you can never move mountain. The faith that I have in you. You might see me sitting back. I sat back because I don't want to be sitting here. Because I know what I see when I sit here. Pastor B, may God bless you. Today I have my own business. And not even by me, by people from outside come contribute. Say, hey, bro, you're doing a good job. I'll buy you this. Doing a good job. I'll buy you this. There was a low shedding. I was struggling with my business. A customer come and say, hey, I'll get you in Vector. He got me in Vector. It is not anything. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do much. But it's through giving. Through his teaching. He gives me the word. And I apply the word. And the word has given me more answers today. Pastor Abi, may God bless you. I salute your anointing. I'm on fire. Wow, wow. Sure. Imagine if we had to call the whole church. We'll have bucket of, bucket of tears here with tissues. Because already you are not doing justice to the man of God. Look how red the eyes are. <laughs> so can one, two, three, everybody say we love you, Pastor Avi and Pastor Q. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't counted. <laughs> I say I, I, one, two, three, and then you're going to say we love you, Pastor Avi and Pastor Q. Ne? And I want you to scream it high, 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 high. And you just want, you're going to say it, ne? you're going to say it. Ne? One, two, three. We love you, Pastor Abby and Pastor Q. Hey! Now, without any waste of time, we have something to offer to you. And I'm going to ask you to come and stand with me here. As you come, I'm also going to ask two leaders to come, uh, Pastor Nkiwan and Pastor Linda, to present to you what the church has put together. It was not put together by individuals. It was put together by the whole church. And even people outside of the church, when they heard we are doing this, they got in and start contributing. That means you are not just impacting our lives. You are impacting people even outside of the church. Hallelujah. There's a guy who passes here every Sunday. He doesn't come to this church. I don't think he has ever been in this church. But every time he passes here, he leaves an offering. I heard they talked about him. Today I saw him. He went on the door. And he waved. Somebody went to the door. He put the offering and he left. He does that every Sunday. This guy has never been in the church. 
And even we run to get him, you know, he's not, he just want to give the offering. That means for us to be here, being the lighthouse has become a reality. Because people around the area, they are seeing it. So can you please, mom and dad. Now, uh, I will hand over to Pastor Nkiwana, who will do the... As I hand over to Pastor Linda. <laughs> okay. So, it's, it's very, it's an amazing feeling for me, as old as I am, to be saying, Mom and Dad. I'm like one of the oldest people in this church, and... The one who's older than me is Pastor Linda. So now I say to mom and dad, you know, what an amazing experience. Uh, my own testimony is that this church was hidden from my family's view for two years. We could not find this church. And I understood why we couldn't find this church because the minute we walked in, we knew we were home. We were, you know, we were greeted at the door by youth. And the, the preaching on the day was just amazing. I mean, I saw, and I had family recently come from the U.S. And every time I speak to them, which is every Sunday, they ask me, how's your pastor? Hello? You, you caught their attention with that word. Hello? You know? And so, this is a token of our collective appreciation of your obedience to the Lord. Mom, we thank you for taking on this challenge of being his helper because we know how hard it is to be in ministry. There are so many attacks that you know you're offending off by the grace of the living God and we celebrate your lives. We really appreciate you, uh, our pastors. We appreciate you so much and we are trusting God to meet you at the point of you need to elevate you to even greater heights. I really believe that Greater Works Christian Family Church is a lighthouse in this community. Not for this community, but Greater Works Christian Family Church is going global. I have a dream. We were here on Friday and the dean did something profound, like picture yourself in the new place, Connor. Westlake, and Main Reef. And I did, because I have been. You are going to be the pastor of a big church. A mega church. And I just cannot wait for thousands to see you break down here. Do that uh, move that you do. Those moves that you do in front of a big audience, because you deserve that. And God is faithful. He's good. He will do it for you. So now, I, the anointing flows, as I was heard. So I'm like you. I can carry on the whole day. But I would like uh, Pastor Linda to step forward before. Help me sort of hand over the small token. And I like what one of the speakers said. What we have managed to do does not come close to what you deserve. We have given you what we can give. But you deserve so much more. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And um, 
I don't know if you can hear. There are coins in here. There are some coins in here. Now, I wanted to hand over coins specifically to you, Mfundisi, after your message today about coins. There are some coins. Can you hear them? Shake them, sir. Can you hear them? Yes. Now, if you were here when Pastor James Arikion was preaching, he said when he receives an envelope, what does he do? We, we've locked it. It's locked. You can't go there. It's locked. You are going to not have to go to the bathroom to go and check those coins. But Pastor Abby, as a collective, as your sheep, under your leadership, under your spiritual covering, that is just a token to show you that we have put together some, uh, a collection for you. It is not in there. We just wanted to just symbolize it. Uh, there's just some coins there for you to enjoy for your parking. But what will come into your account is an amount of 20,000 rand. So we hope that it will show you beyond the value of the money how much more you and your wife mean to us. Amen. So God bless you. God richly bless you. May he enlarge your territory. May he lift you up where others put you down. May he open doors that the enemy can never close. Amen. So I'm going to invite Pastor Tapelo to come and help us just release a, a collective blessing over you and your wife because we really do love you. Under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and anointing of the Lord, let's pray. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, you have given us a servant for your word tells us that Heavenly Father, you are going to give as servants who are after your own heart. And Lord, we thank you for the servants that you have given us that are after your own heart. We thank you for your power, your glory and anointing that follows them wherever they go. They go. We say, Heavenly Father, as you uh, reveal unto their mind and then to, unto their spirit what the perfect meal that comes from you, Heavenly Father, we receive it with both hands in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As you equip them, God, equip us. As you, you, you increase them, increase us. As you bless them, bless us in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, may whatever you do upon their life, oh God, Lord and might, may it go through them in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May all the hands they lay upon us, Heavenly Father, be fruitful in our lives in the name of Jesus. I pray that you may cover them with the blood of Jesus. Cover them with your presence in everything that they do. May your anointing be upon them that breaks every yoke in the name of Jesus. May they be followed with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May they be followed with humble and generosity. May they be followed, God, with life and life in abundance. May they be followed with divine health and divine protection. May they be followed with a godly character in the name of Jesus. May they be recognized and be influential in the society in the powerful name of the Lord Jesus. May after that, all the glory and the honor come to you as we honor you through your servant this wonderful day in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for such a wonderful pastors and we say all the glory comes to you in Jesus name we pray and the church say amen, amen. hallelujah
Hallelujah. Come on, you can do better and say, say, we love you, Pastor Alma and Pastor Q. One, two, three. We love you. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, Pastor Abby says, can you please give a feedback? And uh, how many of you want to hear what our pastors have to say? <laughs> okay, may we take a seat then and give them a, an opportunity to... Come on, a round of applause, please. A round of applause. Amen. Wow, um, thank you, family. Um, I want to say thank you to my husband. <laughs> thank you for your leadership. Thank you. Um, it's always good to say thank you for saying yes to the call. Um, the call is heavy, Bazalwane. It's it's not an easy load to carry. We know that Jesus is our burden carrier, but yeah, the journey is not an easy journey to walk. So thank you for not giving up. Thank you for always um, standing strong in the Lord, uh, for not walking away even when you had opportunities to, and fighting, fighting for this position that you stand in today. We thank you for your prayers. We thank you for being so relentless in loving and caring for the sheep that God has entrusted to you. And thank you for being a loving husband as well. <laughs> Your reward is... is great in heaven even though there may not be much we can do or say while we're here on earth but yeah may the Lord just increase you and carry on giving you strength to walk this journey that you're walking and have walked all this time Amen. And we want to say thank you also to <laughs> thank you to the congregation as well uh, we thank you for walking this walk with us. Thank you to the leadership of the church, each and every person that takes part to make every service happen. Um, my husband has the saying that he likes to say that I can go alone, but with you it will be easier, or I can go far with you. So to everyone, you who prepare this auditorium for it to look like this when we come into the service. We say thank you. We thank you to the ashes. We thank you to the Greater Works team that are up on Saturday mornings while some people are still catching up on sleep for the week. Thank you. We thank you to the evangelism team that have brought people into the service. We may not come across or meet each and every one of you, but thank you for the hard work that you put in each and every week each and every day for your prayers for your support and your love thank you amen 
Wow. If I was warned about what's happening today, I would have put a tie on, you know, and a suit to look a bit, you know, good for the occasion. <laughs> I'm good like this. Okay, thank you. You, you, you appreciate me as I am. I'm, I'm trying to fit in now. <laughs> um, wow. Um, I, can't, I can't thank you all enough. Even those that are a part of this, but they are not here. Please let them know that we, are, we feel so honored. Uh, we are grateful to have, you know, such people as you who appreciate their pastors. Um, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. And uh, thank you so much. Like my wife said, you know, from the pastors all the way down to whoever that may feel that they're the least. You're not the least. You make a difference. We appreciate your contributions. We appreciate your serving. We appreciate your commitment to this church. And um, you are the reason why you know, we feel encouraged not to give up. We feel encouraged. And without you, this work will not be as easy as it is. I mean, I can mention people by names and departments. And like Pastor Tapelo said, we will leave the next morning. But you know who you are. You know the, the amount of work that you do. Um, whatever you're doing, I was supposed to do. And because of you, I don't have to do it which means you are enabling us to have more time to spend in prayer, to study the word, to even have time for ourselves. So we appreciate what you do, your contribution. And some of you guys, you know, your commitments are as the same as ours, if not more. And, and it, we may not say it, but we recognize it and we appreciate it so much. And I want you to know that I love you guys so much. We love you so much. We may not be saying it, but we do. And I also want to appreciate our daughter who sometimes does not have parents in the house because of you guys, you know. Many nights we leave her alone. And yesterday my wife was asking her because she visited my sister and we picked her up yesterday and she was alone. Uh, my sister left her because she had, to, she had another engagement. So my wife asked her, were you not scared? And when she said that, in my heart, I was like, she's used to it because we leave her alone a lot. But because she was in a different place, home, maybe she might have felt somehow. But, you know, sometimes I can't even fetch her from school and I have to Uber her home because of our commitments, you know. And I want to thank her for being understanding and being that selfless child. And... Um, uh, and she's so lonely. Skawara, baby, will make you a sister, a brother. <laughs> no, but you've got many brothers and sisters here. 
<laughs> but thank you so much. We love you, and may the Lord continue to bless you. And uh, yeah, man, I, I just wish every good thing for you. Amen. I may not, we may not talk to you or see you or greet you, but please know that you are in our hearts. We pray for you. We love you so, so much. Amen. Thank you so much. Bless you.